This is the Salt, Water and Honey podcast. I'm Sheila. And I'm Lizzie. This podcast is about infertility, miscarriage, childlessness and faith. And this episode is all about friendship and infertility, mm-hmm. a topic we care about. Yeah, definitely. It's really important and and it can be quite tricky to navigate sometimes. And sometimes it's hard as well to talk about it with those people who you're navigating friendships with. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might be a useful podcast just to be like, oh, okay, maybe that helps highlight some challenges that you face. Yeah. Uh, we should also, again, another disclaimer, um, <laughs> the episode descends into a little bit of chaos at, uh, near the mid, well, near the middle to the end. We go off track. I'd say we go off topic um, for we, a little while. We start talking about crisps, which quickly descends into talking about my passions, Ryan Gosling <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, so and that combination... <laughs> It's a heady mix, oh, I'm going to tell you that. it's radical. Um, so do uh, listen to the end for a treat of where Sheila cannot control herself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome, everyone, to episode four of the Saltwater and Honey podcast. Today, Lizzie? Today, we are going to be talking about friendship friendship now before we begin as always a little reminder we want to hear from you yeah as you can tell we're still in the early stages of this buzzing elizabeth um we want to hear from you so contact us hello at saltwaterandhoney.org mm-hmm. um with your comments your uh, episode suggestions your stories um whatever it is that you would like to to let us yeah. know just get in touch. Um, but yes, today we are talking about friendship. Yes, it's it's something that um, I think there's so much ground to cover with this, and probably we can't we can't do it justice in one podcast. And no. I think with when we get guests on and stuff like that, it'll be we'll a circle really, back around. Definitely, because <laughs> I think and it impacts. It'll probably come up in other things we talk about as well. Yeah. And it for me, I think for me, I never, I never thought or considered it would change anything mm. you know when you start out at the beginning mm. like I I didn't even comprehend how the experiences the losses the struggle we went through like how it would impact our relationships mm. or the distance it. Yeah. yeah and how my relationships would change so much yeah um yeah I I definitely think um I've like I value friendship incredibly highly. Yeah. Um. And to me, I don't know whether like so I have divorced parents who divorced when I was um a teenager, and I think my friends really became the family I chose. That whole mm. <laughs> cliche, but they really they really are. Yeah. Um. And I'm devoted to them and incredibly loyal and expect a lot from them because I give a lot you know like and which is not necessarily great I imagine I'm the most intense friend to have Um, I'm literally like I love you I love you do you know that um and it was interesting because with infertility it really like we talked about this about it can just highlight where there are fault lines in in relationships that you wouldn't you wouldn't have expected at all it's almost like that kind of like when things are placed in a fire, they're refined. And I think being a friend and and, ha- and relationships and friendships 
can sometimes either crumble or you know turn into gold mm. almost like in the intensity of that experience that is such a good way of looking at it actually that it is um they can become such gritty uh precious friendships mm. that can survive the journey through infertility yeah. um be- then- yeah because they they do survive don't they yeah. um and they can thrive it like i mean the, the good friendships that you know we've developed and and the relationships with some people we've got have have been incredible and just so beautiful because of having gone through mm. that with people yeah like even better yeah but then there's some that like it has i have lost friendships because of what i've gone through and part of it is is my fault definitely mm. um because i i wasn't coping mm. it's interesting so um with the stats around infertility so what is one in five or one in six depending on where you get um your information from one in six couples will struggle to conceive um in my group of friends from university that that was me yeah you know so I was the one in six um and you think actually for most people you are going to have a friend who will go through Mm. infertility like if you haven't you're quite lucky probably to have not met someone struggling with that but they might be hiding it (laughs) yeah or they're keeping it really really private um and that's one of the things about friendship isn't it is that showing that you're a trustworthy friend to someone struggling and that doesn't have to be infertility any struggle mental health you know you think if you are trustworthy enough for them to tell you that already says something about your friendship right Mm um so let's okay let's let's think about it yeah we get asked a lot when we've done retreat days or things like that yeah about friendship yeah so let's unpick it okay Okay. good and bad yeah maybe good should we start with good yeah what are good good examples okay something I think that I've learned a lot is I think when I was early on in the journey or right in the crazy depths of you know obsession I started to think it I saw mothers it it was kind of like a us and them or a me and them Mm. kind of experience of like I just didn't believe anyone who was a mum could ever be a good friend to me Mm. that I had nothing in common with them and then when I found people who were struggling like miscarriage or infertility I instantly thought they would be my go-to friends Mm. that we would connect deeply and support each other through that and actually in reality that has not been the case Mm -hmm. and I've it's humbled me but it's also um I've also messed up in in places until I realized that Mm. um so there were cases where I'd I'd met someone who had a very similar experience to me. Uh, We met up and kind of shared because I was like so excited. I finally thought this person will get me. And then she never got back in touch Mm -hmm. and never contacted me again to talk. And I I thought I finally found my person. When at the same time then, Rach, our friend who had four kids, was trying really hard to understand what I was going through and was one of the best supports that I had at that Mm. time. 
And I think I think that's a really good point, isn't it? Like it isn't about the situation. No. Um, I think there's a lot that does divide women into mothers and not mothers, yeah. and actually, we should really be fighting against that because it's it's so unhelpful and unhealthy. Um, and it, it's it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. like, I think it's hard then on mothers as well who want to have more than the definition of being a mother as what defines them they get trapped in that as well um I think of we've got an amazing friend called Becky who we met um at theological college whose husband was training with our husband and husband's husband we don't share (laughs) a husband we definitely (laughs) don't Dave could not handle me (laughs) Ellis is too small Ellis would love to handle Lizzie (laughs) he's a little bit too short for me um but um she was amazing that yeah. she um she just has such a capacity for empathy doesn't she as well yeah, like really Rach is. um yeah. maybe everyone called Rach is really caring as well yeah every Rach we know is so lovely yeah, um but she she tried to understand and that was kind of it it's them just saying well tell me how it feels like mm. tell me what you're going through yeah. um and truly trying to understand and then to try and advocate for you I think that was quite important like Becky was really good at sticking up for people who weren't in the same position her so she was a mum mm. um but she was thinking about the people who weren't yeah and those kind of friendships where you feel like you are seen and understood mm. and they want to fight your battles for you they want to <laughs> be so on true. your side yeah because sometimes you feel like it's like oh there she is again it's just because she can't have kids she's making a big deal about it mm. but then to have other people and and that's a true test of friendship when it's not something they struggle with but they want to fight on your behalf mm. is is again is really powerful and humbling. Um, well, sticking up for you because yeah. the the thing is with people going through infertility, they do not have the strength quite often no. to stand up and say, "Wait a minute, what about me?" Yeah. Um, because quite often you just want to fade into the background. Yeah. You don't want anyone to look at you. You don't want to highlight your plight. Yeah. You don't want people feeling sorry for you or pitying you. But if someone else says, um, wait a minute, what about the people who don't have children? That doesn't seem fair on them, you know, on a, a situation mm. or something. That means an awful lot. Yeah. Because something happens like parents listen to parents, don't yeah. they? There's yeah. always that dilemma like am I going to be listened to if I'm not a parent yeah and quite often no no sadly that's what's annoying like in church the like I've I try to talk to one of the mums about how we could help the kids be a bit calmer at the beginning of church and um she she kind of refused to talk to me it it went really badly Mm. and um (laughs) there's quite a fallout with it but I don't have kids and I didn't have the right in Mm. maybe some people's perspectives to to start that conversation I was Mm. just asking for ideas but you already feel like you're on the back like you're already feeling insecure about you're almost apologizing aren't you like oh I'm going into your territory I'm so sorry I exist here yeah yeah it um and that it, it can be hard so I think a good friendship it one of a great quality of it is when it's not you don't have to be great friendships can happen when you have different experiences you don't Mm. have to have shared or gone through all the same things together but what is 
is beautiful and powerful is when those friends are on your side and will fight your corner, mm. even though it's not what they've gone through personally. Oh, absolutely. They they are so precious, and it, and it's that that common humanity. We often talk yeah. about that, like finding the universal truth that you are all in agreement with um, and things in common that aren't to do with procreation. Mm. Like, it's absolutely fine, you know, to find friends in similar circumstances. That's how we found each other. That was important. But if your friends are only people who are going through the same thing as you, is that not limiting that scope, you know? Um, And I I think that's quite... A shame if that's how we approach um it's I think approach it's, life. It's kind of unhealthy on both sides. So for mums to only hang out with mums, but also for those who don't have kids to only want to engage with and invest in relationships with those who don't, yeah. or those who are struggling with infertility. And also the problem, the fragility around relationships with those struggling with infertility happens when the likelihood is some of them will go on to have children. Yeah. And then if that's your only support network, then yeah. that's it's very fragile. But also, um, if that's how you connect and see your bond, then yeah. again, when they go on to have kids, it you might not know where the foundation is still. So that's quite a good in, Lizzie, for like at our last retreat day that we ran, one of the questions was about our own friendship yeah. and how we've managed to stay close after uh, we had our son so we had our son through donor conception um, who he'll be four soon Um, but how we managed to do that because we we became really close friends Mm. through our shared experience and I don't think it was just that Um, to be fair like I think we loved Doritos and we loved sitting on the sofa together we love laughing we love teasing Dave and Ellie going to coffee shops yeah yeah we loved um the good wife yes and breaking bad and and watching rafa nadal at the french open that left arm amazing it's just because he always says like sleeveless top he's just so naughty what a naughty little tennis player (laughs) um really distracting (laughs) we're just dreaming about rafa um although roger will always be my first love um (laughs) But, like, I think we connected on more than just our infertility. Yeah. But how do you think we've got to this place where we are, we're, you know, still dreaming together, still a friendship? Mm. We live in polar opposites of the yes. country. I think I think sometimes we presume that um, the best friendships are the one where um, it's it's super smooth. And um, I think that's like how a lot of people see life is that mm. um, it, it like kind of struggle is something to be avoided. Um, awkwardness is to be avoided and you, you'll just sail through it. And that's like um, there's something wrong with you if you hit bumps in the road. And um, no matter how close you are with someone, when there will be moments when you have to navigate something kind of awkward and it's not to kind of run away in that point Hmm. but to like face it and so it wasn't like like it it did change and we had to work through it Hmm. 
but I think it, it's being okay with like the awkwardness of, of that change. So there's a check that it, it changes um, for a while. Yeah, it, it was ha- it was harder. I think it was definitely it felt more difficult, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think in the year when I was pregnant, we didn't I didn't see you very often because you'd moved to Liverpool. Yeah, and it was hard because we'd moved to Liverpool and all the people I was closest to. They all got pregnant at the same time. Yeah. So if you, Rage and Becky, yeah. like I had all the pregnancy announcements and we'd moved and I had no friends. Yeah. I mean, and it was compounded, like was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to lose them as well. They're not going to be my friends anymore because they're all pregnant and they're all going to hang out and be pregnant together. And then <laughs> Which didn't happen. Yeah. going to be best friends. And, you know, like I, I'm not part of that and it yeah. made me feel even more kind of separate. Um, But then it's like, well, if, you value the friendship you you've got to like be uncomfortable mm. and and kind of find a way through it mm. um and part of it is being honest about the concerns about what I don't know how you might feel because mm. I think I I had this thing where I kept thinking oh well when people have babies you're meant to go visit them mm. And um, we had that conversation in my kitchen. Do you remember that? Yeah, because I, I was just like, I don't know whether I'll be able to. Like, mm. I, I want to, but I don't know if I'll be able to, like, come and visit. And like, because I don't know how I feel. Mm. And, I, and I felt, I don't know, in my head, I felt like that's what a good friend should do. They mm. should visit you when you have a baby. And that's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, I think sometimes the things that go wrong are when we're trying to do the things we should, think we should do. Yeah. And that compromises our kind of integrity yeah. and also what we know is good for our hearts. Um, and so, like, we had that awkward conversation in my kitchen just about, I don't think, you know, I don't think I can come. And it was like, of course, like, that's fine, you know, but saying it was really important because if you don't, if you don't say it, then, um, then it's, you're harboring it and the other person doesn't know and they don't have a chance to go, that's okay. Exactly. Because you probably didn't have that expectation, whereas I felt that I should be a certain way. Yeah. When you you were feeling that and the only way to work out those misunderstandings is to talk about it which yeah. is uncomfortable um and but you and Dave you did come down did very come early down. on and Bonnie just cried constantly but Dave would sing in a really low voice do you remember he would do like <laughs> folk like country songs and Bar- like Bonnie would just stop <laughs> when Dave was like singing <laughs> really deep and we're like oh he really likes the uh, bass <laughs> like it was really but he just like cried because I remember feeling terrible as well. Like I just wanted him to be like this angelic baby for you to be <laughs> kind. And it's just so weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. and I think initially, anytime we saw you, I wanted him to like lavish you with love <laughs> and, and it to be easy. And like, he's like the least easy kid. <laughs> he will not do anything you want. I mean, he never has done, but it's funny, isn't it? Like you, you want, you want it all just to, work but it takes yeah but it takes those hard conversations to get and I remember we went on we always do a saltwater and honey retreat don't we Mm. and I can't remember which one we were on I think it was the second one Barney maybe was a little bit older and um we I think we'd I'd been talking about how hard I'd found it moving into curacy yeah and I just struggled quite a lot Mm. and you were really sweet and were like I'm really sorry if I haven't been there for Mm. you and it was almost like when you get involved in your own pain you stop looking out for other people's don't you and and we both were kind of just sorry 
not to be there for each other yeah, yeah, and that felt really important to yeah. kind of just say yeah um because actually maybe we don't live in a world where people apologize very often no I think and I think we just think if something's right it should be easy and yeah um it just doesn't work that way it really doesn't um it it's gonna get uncomfortable and there will also be some friendships I found that like I like like I know there were times when I was struggling and I just didn't deal with stuff well I wasn't in a good place Mm. and often I think at at the beginning or when you're at a certain age everyone's pregnant and if it's at the time often when you've lost a child that you're struggling to have a baby everyone's well it's suddenly all the announcements happen quite often don't they they're all having sex just to show off how fertile they are because you are not having No one should be having sex. No one. No. Like, seriously. But it's just insane. You look around and it's just, oh, pregnant woman, pregnant woman. And then Mm. there's another Facebook post or another message and I'm just like, and I know, like, with my friends from home, I, like, I just couldn't handle it. I just couldn't Mm. handle it because they were all pregnant at the same time. And it's hard. I'm not sure... I'm not sure how you articulate it, but because I even find it hard now mm. being around pregnant women and, and anyone who has struggled know, knows that there's, it's just a massive trigger, isn't it? It's this amazing sight, isn't it? And yeah. it's like a just, that's what I want. That's what I crave. That's And it's your body's doing yeah. what our, all our bodies are designed to. For. People, they gravitate towards pregnant women, like in church, yeah. in um, the shops, in, you know, anywhere, like since they've been with pregnant women, and then suddenly there's a gaggle, generally of older ladies around them, just lapping up the yeah. present. And then, then they, like, fire women. off other comments to other women around, like, yeah. oh, well, you should be next, shouldn't you? Or don't waste your time. Yeah. I don't know, that's my old it's lady just, impression. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, sorry. Um, but no, it's like, it it, it becomes, and, and you're just pushed to the sidelines, and you just think, I have nothing to offer here. Yeah. Like, but from th- thinking through when, when I was pregnant, I was so conscious of that mm. as well. And, and, like, initially... Um, I struggled to embrace that pregnancy because I was so conscious of that physicality yeah. and the impact and you can't hide it and like literally I was I, I was huge I remember this guy at church we'd been to like the Maundy Thursday meal or something and he was kind of deaf and like the way and he just went you you're very big <laughs> like, and like it was like oh thank you um it was so and Ellis found it hilarious like because I kind of was like I think he was scared I couldn't get through the door or something but I was so acutely aware that there's nothing like you cannot hide like you cannot hide it um but like not wanting that and and I think it's recognizing that that's okay if like your friend needs to not be around you That isn't the be all and end all. Nine months out of a friendship isn't gonna cost it. And you can if, just, you can you don't have to be physically present, but you can still be in touch. Yeah. Kind of like and yeah. I think but also sometimes it like it was good when we could be around people and it was okay. Yeah. Like it was healing. And it's funny because I just think some people are safe, some people aren't. Yeah, and it doesn't matter whether they've had kids or whether they've struggled to have kids. 
that doesn't correlate with who's safe and who isn't. Yeah, it's their level of empathy. It's yeah. what is important to them. What do they talk about? Because yeah. what are we going to talk about? Yeah. If you only talk about your child, we're not going to have much to talk about, my love. You know, I've got to talk about Ryan Gosling at some point <laughs> in our friendship. You are going to have to listen to me talk about him and Ryan Reynolds. Like, it's really important that we can do that. <laughs> One of my things is getting to know people now is I ask them what their favourite crisps are. <laughs> I'm quite interested. Yeah. My, my, you know, my top five has really changed a little bit. In has it? Has it really? Well, I think now number one is like cheesy Doritos. Mm. Um, I, I like the chilli heatwave ones. Have you tried the roulette ones? Yeah, no, I do like those, yeah. I quite like a pop chip barbecue or the Aldi oh, version. what's the one that you got me when we were at Sainsbury? Oh, Ooh. I don't know if I had to... Well, we are. We're not sponsored by anyone. We can, we can, we're not on the BBC. <laughs> there are other retail outlets available. Um, but we love Sainsbury's, yeah. They were like Walker's Pitta, Pitta chips. Yeah, they were Sabri. nice. Yeah. I literally was like... Oh, oh my goodness. Like pouring them down my they're throat. They're quite stiff. They're, no, they're quite hard. Pardon? <laughs> like, to, We've done the a, sex episode, Lizzie. If you Lizzie. want a scoop, hummus or a dip, mm, they're very I do. they're solid. Oh, I love a hummus They've got a scoop. good um, structure to them. Because you know sometimes then you... you I'd like to it. eat hummus of Ryan Reynolds. Do you think he's eat hummus? He's like, well, actually, because I was like... Okay, I didn't say he could eat. I'd like to eat, eat you from Ryan Reynolds, That's my hummus. That's how you're going to turn him hey, on. Hey, Ryan, watch me, watch me inhale this hummus. Like, wow, I really want wow. to be your friend now. I bet Blake doesn't do this. How you finish that pot so quickly? That's such a talent. You've it's done a this skill. before. Um. <laughs> I, use, I double-handed it. <laughs> the trick is, don't breathe. Just keep going. <laughs> Did you like that? I could eat more. It's the angle of where you put the Doritos. So. <laughs> That's the one you get on. You've got to shovel it. Um, <laughs> should, should I show you my technique? <laughs> no, like Anyways, this, back, Ryan, like yeah. this. Like, follow me. See what I'm doing. No, you've got it wrong again. Right. <laughs> you're very pretty, but you're not bright. You probably doesn't <laughs> eat or something. You probably just drink shakes. Um, protein, protein shakes. Protein shakes. There was something I Gorgeous wanted to bring man. up. That oh, it, go on. It sounds depressing, but I think we need to, like, work through it in yeah. some way. Oh, okay. Um, there was a time when we, when our husbands changed new vicars. Yeah. And evil Facebook, as it is, when you're going through something like this, um, on one of the girls' Facebook pages. Oh, this is painful, yeah. Um, mm. it, her child's birthday party. And on it were photos of all our friends mm. with their kids at this girl's birthday party. We haven't been invited, which is fair enough, because there is also that thing of, like, do you invite them? Because they're not going to go. And we hadn't been invited, and we wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone anyway. But it was, like, this really painful realisation that something had changed mm. in our lives. Mm. Oh, and that I know was... it sounds weird to bring it up, but it's, it, I don't no. know. It... But it's a helpful thing, because, actually, I remember hearing, I can't remember who I heard this... Uh, you know, it's like, um, oh, I think it was on the Radio 5 Live thing when they were doing it for Fertility Fest. Yeah. Um, On the M- Emma Barnett show or something. Like, I yeah, think they yeah. were talking about this. Like, when it comes to things like birthday parties, baby showers, like, always invite them. Yeah. Always invite your friends, but say it's okay if you don't come. You know, like, yeah. just acknowledge it. But to be invited means you're included. Yeah. And I think being included is so important. Yeah. And it was it was really weird because 
in some ways I wouldn't have expected to be invited. But when you, you saw well. all your friends, like all your mutual friends. Every single one of our friends. And it was just like, oh. And the only thing that stopped us being invited is we didn't have children. Because we if we'd had children, because we're the only people yeah. who didn't in yeah. our in our year group, was it even? It might have, well, in our, yeah. in that social circle. Yeah. By, and child is not by choice. Yeah. Um. So like our demographic, it was our peer group, wasn't it? Totally. And all together. Yeah. And that was really, that's a real reminder. Because they wouldn't want us at a party. We love a I party. I mean, maybe not a kids' party, but just our company. But why? We would be so much fun. I know. There was that party you went to and just cried. That was great. I just, I just <laughs> got through the door. I just went stayed in the toilets, which was in the entrance, and then we went. Yeah. And Dave the whole time was like. Well, I didn't think you should have gone, but you seemed to want to go, but I knew it was the wrong thing to do. But learning to say no was quite a big process. And I actually think that was a really good test of friendship. Um, What I started to do if I got invited to a baby shower was email back and just Mm. say, I'm really grateful for for being included, um, but I absolutely am not the person to come to the baby shower. Like I will really, really struggle. Yeah. This is really hard for me at the moment. I hope that's okay. Yeah. And and it gives them a ch- it gave them a chance to to one understand because sometimes mm. people just don't really get the the triggers yeah. of infertility. And I think it's a real chance for friendship to deepen mm. when you tell them, oh, this this is painful for me. Um, and then they can they can understand better. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. And I think there are like, there's often instances where there's other examples of that when it's happened when, um, like, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, when I think we did a Facebook Live about pregnancy announcements and we talked about, like, we've said it a lot, but it still happens with like the scan photo. Um, and just like, it's just, oh, it just, it's so painful mm. when people put them up. And like, they all look the same. Like, you don't need to show evidence. Just show it, share it with your family and your friends. But you yeah. have to go up, you know, for your, you know, the person you met. And actually, with. on our blog, we've got a blog post about pregnancy announcements, yeah. but we've also got a blog post about how to support a friend yeah. going through infertility. Yeah. And one of the things is thinking about it does talk about that. how you when, how you do those. There's one of our friends. She didn't actually put it up. But I think her husband might have yeah. put up a scan photo and announced her pregnancy, and she felt really bad. And um, but she got in touch mm. and she apologized, but also it was like, well, she didn't do it, but but it was she still wanted to engage in that friendship because there are yeah. some people that as soon as that goes up, they they just get really offended and then they don't want to engage. Whereas she was like, she obviously she wanted to still be friends, yeah, and so she was brave enough to kind of get in touch, yeah. and it's all cool yeah and that and that's the thing like friendships can endure those yeah. things like we um we often talk about like well Brene Saint Brene of Brown um who we adore uh she talks about like guilt versus shame mm. and quite often what happens in friendships between especially women who are going through infertility and who are not yeah. is there like a guilt and shame thing um and where people are consumed with guilt that they are able to procreate, they are able to have a baby mm. and you're not, and that they allow that guilt to permeate every aspect yeah. um, until they feel either shame or or because the person going through infertility often feels shame yeah. around infertility. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, and those combined are really, really unhealthy. Yeah. Um, and the fact is no one going through infertility begrudges you 
having your baby they are sad for themselves and and if you are experiencing that guilt that's a question of you needing to do some work within Mm. yourself and not to expect the person going through infertility to make that better for you um like you can't offload that on them um because they won't be able to cope yeah for a start and I think friendships which can acknowledge maybe that they feel guilty that there is all of that and move on yeah have a chance to really flourish and deepen Mm. and you know I I look back now and we were so lucky that uh we have we're godparents just like uh, some amazing kids but those kids really helped me recognize that I could love a kid like Mm. I was so I mean I was a primary school teacher so it's not like I avoided children (laughs) but I thought I wouldn't ever mother Mm. and they my friends let me mother their children like I adore my godchildren um and like it was such a safe way for me to to kind of enter in and go it's okay Mm. for me to engage with these children and to be a part of their lives um and those friendships are so vital to me because those friendships are family yeah they they, and I mean partly because especially as Christians like we believe god God parenting is creating that family Mm. um which is good Mm. uh but for someone who was struggling to become a mum it gave me a chance to safely do that because I didn't always feel safe around people with children does that make sense like So there are certain friendships that really helped with that. Yeah. Um, but let's, okay, let's come back around. Mm-hmm. We always like to do this, don't we? Yeah. And think if you're at the beginning of your journey, you're in the midst of it in that real, you know, ball ache. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said ball ache. Um, <laughs> about infertility. What's your advice oh. around friendship? Friendships will change through this experience. Hmm. but uh, you can't do this on your own and if you're married you can't survive this purely as a couple Mm. without other support outside of that that's very astute Um, and a lot of the time people don't actually know they've hurt you and a lot of why we do the blog is to try and help people understand because a lot of people are like oh I didn't know I didn't realize and it's yeah. like until you know some people can intentionally be upsetting but you you've got to give them the space to kind of or just give them the benefit of I don't know you know what I mean yeah. like not everyone knows how to deal with this so I guess for me I'd add on to that I I think if you can be brave enough mm. To tell someone when you've hurt, because I did, I know that I failed at that yeah, in the past, yeah. um, and I wish I had had the capacity yeah. to call out something painful and not to be afraid of that fallout, mm. um, and to be really honest and confront things. But the, the and I get when you are in the midst of it, it is super hard. Yeah. Um, so. I think that for me is be honest with your friends and open with them to give them a chance to demonstrate empathy. Yeah. Um, carrying this on your own is too painful. It's too hard. You, you've you got to share the burden. Yeah. Um, and if they're good friends, they'll want to help. Yeah. They will really, really want to help ease your pain yeah. um, by listening and supporting you. And if you're a friend supporting someone... Yeah. Don't come at them with the advice. Don't come at them with the solutions. 
come at them with full on empathy. Let me listen. Let me hear you. Let me be with you. Yeah. And you know what it's like to be an outsider. So use that experience to, to look around and see who else feels on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think that opened my eyes up. And we've learned a lot from like yeah. women who are like single. Yeah, absolutely. And have fun together. Mm. Don't define yourselves by mm. roles or what comes out of your vagina. Like oh. just. <laughs> that sounds so gross. Um, but like, find common ground yeah. um, because life will be richer for it. Definitely. Um, and I'd just like to say, as we end, I'm ever so sorry, Ryan Reynolds, for for suggesting that <laughs> I'd make you watch me eat. I can't imagine Ryan Reynolds. He might. To Lizzie, he might. I think he's we so just beautiful. need to make sure he's a beautiful man. Um, okay. <laughs> Have a lovely day or evening, and we will catch you soon. Do uh, drop us a line at hello at saltwaterandhoney.org. Thank Amen. you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. <laughs>